Dear Disturbing Behavior, Did someone say Gilbert Family Chili? I'm so there. Sincerely, Bridget. Dear Disturbing Behavior, Damon has discovered a faster problem-solving technique, huh? <laughs> Temporarily killing Alaric. Sorry, Alaric. Sincerely, Kathleen. <laughs> Welcome to Dear Vampire Diaries, where today we have the distinct pleasure of escorting you through this episode of the Vampire Diaries Season 3, Episode 4, Disturbing Behavior. I am your host, Bridget, and we have a guest with us today. It is Kathleen. Hello, Kathleen. Sup. We won't be delving into future episodes, but we will be discussing this episode, Disturbing Behavior, in detail. You've been warned. Speaking of warnings, we have a content note. The Vampire Diaries contains heavy themes. Please check the episode description for trigger warnings and resources. Hi, Kathleen. You are new to this podcast. Yup. You know what that means. No. You need to tell us about how and when you first started watching The Vampire Diaries. Oh. <laughs> um, how long ago was that? Probably when... So so Kathleen is my roommate. I. And <laughs> <laughs> probably in, like, April. Has it really been that... I guess it has been that long. Yeah, because we had to start from the very beginning. I've been here for a while now. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, no, but no, we did I start... I recruited you. We started from the beginning of the Vampire Diaries. And yeah. we're... What is this? Season three something? Yeah. And uh, how much of the Vampire Diaries have you watched? Um, I had never watched, like, full episodes before, but I had, you know, seen a bunch of clips on YouTube when I was down a youtube black hole Indeed. of things in the past a long time ago so i know like about one arc that has not happened yet and Ooh. i don't know what season it's in yeah and i thought i knew how it ends but i'm not sure about that anymore yeah so i i, I know random bits yes and i was vaguely aware of it and now you have fully watched up to pretty much where we are i think you may be like an episode ahead of this one but yeah that's pretty much it yeah yeah i'm so excited for you um, so do you enjoy vampire media other than the Vampire Diaries? I like supernatural media and stuff like that. Like I watch Supernatural a Itself, lot. Yes. Like a lot of the TV show Supernatural. Uh but when I I watched a lot of it, but when I got into it it was like um I binge watched like twelve seasons of it all at once and then yeah. never went back and finished it. So but yeah. But um vampire specifically, not really. Yeah. I did read Twilight. Yeah. Uh, How old were okay. you when you read Twilight? You know, it was, I think I, it was like middle school, beginning of high school. It was like slightly yes. after the hype, but before all the movies were out. So yes. things had just started turning from, oh, gee, so cool, Twilight, to, okay, we're a little bit over this. It's a little bit yeah. stupid now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I got into it. So I started reading it already jaded, but I wanted to see what all the hype was. Yes. And then there was a bit where Bella, like, mopes for six months and the pages were like june july august yes. i don't know what the months were but i was not October, expecting November, i was not expecting that i do the, know what the months the are blank months <laughs> on the page and i died laughing and went this is the epitome of this story <laughs> yes oh dear 100 percent um okay. but that being said yeah vampires are cool yeah. that's a concept i'm there's, there's lots of lore i don't yeah. hate vampires yeah so your general feelings about vampires are positive yeah yeah how do you how do you feel about where they take up room in, like, the zeitgeist and sort of culture and sort of in general. Well, I'm not sure what zeitgeist means, but... <laughs> it, it, it's sort of, like, within the, um, within the oeuvre of our culture, you know? Um, I think they got weirdly sexual and and extremely Ooh. dramatic. And I'm like, I like that it. That should be the logo of the Vampire Diaries. <laughs> weirdly sexual and very dramatic. <laughs> like... Like, I think I learned recently that the concept of a vampire was based off of some terrible, horrible count guy yeah, yeah. who actually lived in a castle the eating impaler. people. Like, I'm like, what? And now we've got sparkly dudes, like, being like, I can't be with you, Bella. So, like, like it's just kind of <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. how do we get from something that creepy and disturbing yeah. to something this sometimes laughable? Yes. Well, they've always been... With all the in-between, including the, like, the, like not laughable, but actually sure. good. Yeah. Like... Well, they've always been very sexual. Like, the I just found this out recently, but the first uh, vampire media before Dracula was Camilla, which was about a lesbian vampire. 
and a seductress. And you mentioned this to me, and I went, wait, what? Yeah, right? And then you said, there's a TV show. Then you said, oh, the TV show got bad reviews. And then I never learned anything else about this <laughs> lesbian vampire. Yeah. But, but also, have always had that sexual edge. Why? Because it's a guy eating a girl? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm not into it. I'm like, guys, come on. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can yeah. get it. I don't know. The neck is an erogenous zone, man. It can be. But, I, oh, I, you know what? I just realized I yeah. never finished Castlevania. Oh, yeah, Castlevania. Like I remember, I never finished it either. We should watch. I remember really liking well. it, but I never got. I don't think even finished season one, and there's yeah. like two seasons. Yeah, I didn't. Okay, well, we should we're go back. Probably in the same okay. place. We we watch a lot of TV together. In case it, you can't that has tell turned listeners. into this. Yes. <laughs> yes. We, <laughs> movie night is a thing. Uh-huh. Every night. Um. Uh. Okay. So, do you have a favorite vampire character? It doesn't have to be from the Vampire Diaries. Oh. Um. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's solid. <laughs> We'll, we'll make a Caroline believer out of you yet. Um, oh, I mean, Caroline's pretty great. <laughs> you you said, like, it doesn't have to be Vampire Diaries, and no. then my brain went everywhere, and I haven't run. It could yet. totally be Vampire Diaries. Do you think it's Caroline? Uh, Favorite vampire? Yeah. Probably Caroline. Fuck yeah. Because I'm, like, thinking about like, other characters, and I guess they're not vampires. So, yeah. Yeah, Caroline. <laughs> do you think that we can learn from vampires as, like, an archetype? And if so, what do you think they can teach us? Well, I'd love to talk about how they don't have to be sexual when they eat girls. But, like, there's there's a lot to delve into here. You could do a lot with dark, broody people who feed on blood and yeah. stuff. Instead, we went, we went, yeah, hot guys. <laughs> have we had ha- and hot ladies? I mean, I mean it, yeah, but you know, what if they're ugly the vampires? Hot non-binary vampires. Where are you? What about the ugly vampires who are just like you know? So you think that we can learn from vampires? Don't be sexual. But well, you're, or you're just wondering where the less glamorous vampires are. I I think I'm mostly wondering where the less glamorous vampires are. Yeah. Because that eternity we, maybe isn't as glamorous as we think. Oh well, that's already been done a lot. Yeah. But but it's, I mean, sure you could do it again with vampires. Yeah. I just like if you take out all of the drama uh-huh. and try and make it realistic uh-huh. like what kind of challenges are there and i've always liked yeah. to do that with all sorts of things in life yeah. so i guess the opportunity i see with the vampires is um you're looking for a vampire dramedy no because that's also <laughs> been done but i Has guess it? what what is it it had russell tovey in it oh my god i don't know about this yeah okay. he i want to say he one of them was a werewolf and one of them was a ghost and one of them was some other supernatural creature and they all lived in the house together <laughs> And it, I don't actually, I saw like at least one episode of this, but I don't remember if it was a comedy or yeah, a drama. That's awesome. I just remember that it, I was like, oh, cool. And then I <laughs> never went back to it. Indeed. But um, I was trying to, I, hmm. What, what can they teach us? Like, See, I would like learn... to teach us about something along the lines of how, I, I guess Vampire Diaries tried to do it, but it was a little bit, yeah. I, I'm still working on it. Yep. The idea of people who are different in a sometimes creepy way in a sometimes threatening way who are just literally being people Mm -hmm. and how can you coexist and vampire diaries okay now that i've said it like that yeah vampire diaries really is trying to do that somehow but i'm looking at damon over here being like don't tell me how to be a like you want me to not act like a vampire which happens in this episode she's like i just wish you didn't have to act like one and he's like I know we're jumping the gun here, but no, like, but he's like, well, I, that's what I am. Oh, but like, yeah. like, why does he have to be angsty evil there? Like, there's, right. there's, there's, there's other levels of the don't be like that. And, right. But uh, that's just who I am. And you could totally, that's like a whole thing in society yeah. right now. I feel like you could do a lot with that without, with less of the sexual drama. Indeed. Or make it lesbian. Yes. Which would be fun. Hundred <laughs> percent. Well, we need to watch. Um, what is it? First bite. First kiss? First... First kill! I have no idea what you're talking about. <gasps> Kathleen, we need to watch First Kill! It falls apart after the first few episodes, but essentially it's about uh, a vampire hunter and a young vampire who they fall in love, and it's a lesbian love story. But it's like Romeo and Juliet, but with a vampire and a vampire hunter. So there are lesbian vampires out there, not just Camilla. Now there are! Ah! Yeah. I'd like it to go hunt all these things down. I know, yeah, and we, yeah. we need to watch them together. Yeah. Um, well, since you already mentioned this episode, then I think we should get into it, and I'm just going to start by reading you the HBO summary of the episode. A frustrating new enemy pushes Damon over the brink, and he lashes out in a way that will have lasting consequences. 
Bonnie has a strange encounter that will affect everyone. Jeremy makes a brief but disturbing breakthrough with a ghostly visitor of his. We've broken this down into four different uh, storylines. We have our A plot, B plot, C plot, and D plot. A plot stands for Alaric is dead. So Alaric, <laughs> right? Because that's I mean, his whole arc yeah. is that he's trying to like, he had been trying to like shove off some of the responsibility and now he's like fully taking care of Elena and Jeremy and is now leaning into it a little too hard, some uh, might say. Yeah. Like, okay. This scene in the kitchen where he sees Damon and Elena flirting together and he just, like, glares at them. I was like, alright, I understand your concern because Damon is a vampire, but also Stefan was a vampire and she was dating him. And Damon often protects her. And I feel like there's more positives there for having him in her life than negative. And he doesn't talk to Elena about this at all. You know what I mean? Like, he's Alaric doesn't pull her aside and say, so how do you feel about the fact that he's here? Instead, he's just like, why are you here? And and Damon goes, she knows. And she goes, he thinks I'm going to break, but I'm not going to break. I'm just going to pretend that I didn't just spend the whole summer looking for someone who didn't want to be found. So, like, he's there for emotional support. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, I think that's mostly awesome. But maybe I'm coming <laughs> from the Alaric standpoint here, which is how reliable can this emotional support person be when they are also a mess yeah so, is he a mess he's not as much of a mess as damon's perhaps. still kind of a Alaric. mess alaric's not nearly as much of a mess as damon in you my don't opinion think alaric and damon are drinking the same amount you know what i mean alaric has been like sleeping on the couch of these kids for the whole summer he lost jenna like i mean he's not in a great place either yeah but the thing about this whole episode and the few before like this whole season, it yeah. seemed like they finished their arc in the fir- in the last season, yeah. and then they've, they've just been building yeah. the whole time. They have to develop their characters, they have to work on their emotions, they have to get them to a certain point where they can start playing with them more. Mm-hmm. So, Alaric's little path there is that he, you know, ended- the wife thing has now been closed. Right. The Jenna thing has been closed. Right. Now he is a teacher, and now he knows about all the supernatural stuff, and now, right. now what is he gonna do? Right, good point. So- Alaric is still in his... They're still writing Alaric as, like, floating around. They haven't quite yeah. solidified landing him. And they actually do at the very end, but we can come back to that. Yeah, definitely. But, um, but right now, yes, you said he's the floating dad figure. He is. Or he's still trying he's to figure out... He's trying to figure out. out what it means to be their caretaker. Yeah. And he's, like, really trying to commit. But I'm just but saying... But he's also weirdly buddies with Damon. He is, like, exactly. Like, they're, they're kind of buddies. Exactly. They're besties. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. Yeah, it's, it's and Damon, Damon tries to talk to him like that. Like, Damon I'm, is just relating to him in the same way he always has. See, Damon definitely likes Alaric. Damon For likes sure. hanging out with Alaric. Yeah. I don't know how much Alaric likes hanging out with Damon. Sometimes yeah. it's okay, sometimes it's like, why? Right, right. So it's like, I don't know if I trust you, but also I have no say in this situation, so I'm not sure what I'm supposed to say here, so I'm just gonna glare. That's true, that's true, and I think that Also, Alaric I don't know how to know. help this girl with her emotions. Right, but he doesn't even talk to Elena. Like, I think in the, it might have been the last episode or two episodes ago where he saw Damon and Elena together, and he looked at her and he said, do you know what you're doing there? And she goes, no, I don't. That's it. That's all they've talked about. Like, he hasn't, if he were being a real good dad figure, I think he would sit her down over, like, a cup of tea and just be like, listen, I've been a little bit worried, and here's why, and I want to see what you think. Like, Except that Alaric is not the emotionally stable, healthy authority no. figure that that would require. Right. None of these people He's just are kind doing of a well. Dude. <laughs> None of them are in therapy like they fucking I'm not exactly qualified to talk about this, but I'm trying to respect that you're no, are like kind of an adult. So do you know what you're doing? Right. No. Okay, well, that's not she, a great she just had her 18th birthday. <laughs> so she's like... But I like how he'd be like, do you know what you're doing? She's like, no, I don't. And he'd be like, I don't know what to do about that. <laughs> I'm just going to tell Damon to step the fuck off. I mean... Well, but, uh, wait, yeah. I want to make another point about this scene. So Damon says that Elena's still wearing Stefan's necklace. And he says, isn't this a reminder of your unbreakable bond with Stefan? And To be fair, I feel like that's just... We have to emphasize this necklace as a plot point. There's that. But I also <laughs> can see how Alaric would think that moment is sus. Because essentially, like, we know Damon is trying to, like, weasel his way in into Elena's heart. Because, like, he's definitely been obsessed with her for forever. Yeah. And now that Stefan's gone, you know, there's that space there. But 
I think it was already there. Like, I think that she sort of reciprocates some of this, like she mentions at the end of the episode. But no one is talking to her about that. Like, no one sees the moments. Like, no one saw the goodbye kiss other than Catherine. Like, no one saw what she was doing for Damon, you know, when they went to Chicago. And, like, all of these th- all of these things that have, like, really built up for her with him, like, in terms of trust. I think other people are sort of underestimating Elena's ability to willingly get into a relationship with someone. That's just my that's just my patriarchy thing. This with is that. I which I l- think is a good point, but I wonder how much of that is limited. So little time, so many plot points. Yeah, very which true. I, which was almost my very disturbing true. behavior intro qu- oh, question. Really? It was like ah, so you know, so many characters, so many plot points, and right. so many places we need them to get before yes. we can get the plot running. Because I really do feel like this totally. is kind of still like just like a building up. It is. They haven't even. I think like they do it well, one. though. I think so too. Yeah. Except that it's like almost too long, but almost rushed. It's yeah. like, and that's why I said maybe there's too many to cover. It's oh, like yeah. they could spend way longer with every totally every group of these people. Yeah, we we don't have time for a lark to sit down with Elena over tea. We have to get to the fucking Forbes family. Like, yeah. we have to get over there. Except I am already anticipating. Okay, <laughs> what's gonna happen next? Where's Stefan? We need to get Stefan right. back. Yes. Like that's kind of. But it's been, that it's been is, like what four episodes? Yeah, trying to get Stefan back. And like that is exactly what we get at the end of the episode. And too. it's so it's like almost rushed, but they needed to take their time. But right. also, I wanted to it get, to hurry up. Yeah, it's like a chess game where they're trying to get the pieces into play. Yeah, so I Elena needs some development still, yeah. and but also the whole thing about just yeah, she's had they've tried to leave space that it could be Damon instead of Stefan. And now yeah. they really want to poke at that more. Yeah. For a while there, it was definitely never going to be Damien. It's all Stefan. But then they're like, how do we change that? <laughs> because now we have to keep I think, going. I think Damon is also like, how do we change well, that? Well, this is also very um, true. But then you have to change Damon. You have to work on Damon, too, right. in order to get him to a place where that could even be possible. Yes. And they're still working on that, too. Yes. <laughs> and speaking of which, Alaric is not the only person who doesn't approve of Damon. We Yay. see Caroline come to the door. Uh, and she's like, yay, Bonnie's here. And there's this interesting moment in the kitchen where she says something about, like, the necklace burns Elena. And she's like, well, it's probably because you're cooking without Stefan. And I'm like, I'm sorry, Caroline. Stefan just fucking dumped Elena last episode. He's yay. ghosted her for, like, months now. <laughs> I think it's okay to let go of the idea of Stefan. Like, and, and not be shitty to your friend for maybe having feelings for someone else. I think it's okay to let that go. And I don't like that they're shitty to her. Like, do you think it's okay to openly disapprove? Like, if if your friend is flirting with someone or dating, do you think it's okay to openly disapprove of that to them? The problem is, do you remember what Damon did to Caroline in season one? Very good point. I would be very, very surprised if Caroline was supportive. Right. I'm kind of like, guys, did she ever actually forgive him? They have not had a. They have not had a. No. A, a C- Caroline, Damon, bonding forgiveness well, arc. A little truly. bit. Not truly. I think that they did a little bit with Liz when Liz Forbes was. Um, like I fucking hate my daughter and fuck That's her. That's true. And Damon That's was like, true. "Actually, this is your still, daughter." This Liz. is still happening right now. Actually, yeah. And that he even, I mean, he even says it to to Bill later, where he's like, "The last person that needs help," or actually, this was maybe last episode. He was like, "The last person that needs help is your fucking control freak of a daughter." Yeah. So Damon has respect for Caroline, and has yeah. gained that over time. Yeah. And he actually kind of likes Caroline. This yeah. is great. And he's definitely bonded with Caroline's mom. Yes. And he's definitely there to support her mom and, you know, go against her dad and all these things. For sure. But he's never... I, he's I, never apologized for what he he's did. He's never apologized. He's never taken accountability. And I don't think Caroline's truly forgiven him. I agree. But they don't... If, if, if I said earlier there's too many plots going on, they're not spending time on them. No, of course not. They're, they're glossing over them, but they still have to coexist. Right. Is it? I do agree. It's kind of shitty to be jabbing your friend about like yeah. you know the traumatic breakup she just went through that right. she's still going through, and yes. be like, oh, is it because you know? Yeah. But then you cooking with him and murmur, murmur. Yeah, yeah. Except yeah. that Caroline's never been the person who is necessarily tactful in that regard. Very like that's good a point. <laughs> that's a very Caroline thing to do it to is. be like 
kind of put her foot in it. Everyone's like, that was rude. And she's like, what? I didn't mean anything I'm by it. Jeez, please. guys. Let me, yeah. Yeah. Which... What an interesting, because that's kind of her saying, this is who I am, which I think is also what Damon is trying to say at the end. Um, oh, yeah. But anyway, moving forward with Alarica's dad. Um <laughs> <laughs> Bonnie uh, tries to do a spell to identify like what the magic is in the necklace. Meanwhile, uh, Caroline is like, "You're not switching Salvatores, are you?" <laughs> subtle, Caroline. Very subtle. I mean, I I do appreciate that Caroline is blunt sometimes. Yeah, I do too. I sometimes don't appreciate it, and I'm sure I wouldn't appreciate it if I were Elena in that moment. <laughs> right. But I appreciate it as the audience being like, yes. "Yes, Elena, are you switching now?" And it's like, "Oh, are we? Do we need to like you know?" Start supporting this now. Hmm? Right. Yes. Um, <laughs> Is it subtle anymore? Anyway. <laughs> and and to your point, but... they don't have a lot of time to have that conversation no. because the necklace just starts fucking floating. Yeah. I love it when my jewelry just starts levitating out of nowhere. It's yep. my favorite thing. Um, but, but also just Caroline, I don't think she likes Damon. I don't think yeah. she supports Damon and Elena, but we haven't got to that yet. I assume that'll 100%. come up later. Yeah. <laughs> so we cut to Damon who is looking at all this fucking chili, um, which is hilarious. <laughs> I just like how they bring more chili than they just combine. It. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, like, like, fuck it. Who needs Elena. like? Oh, sorry, swear words. I don't actually know if we're supposed to. Do oh that. yeah, yeah, that's fine. Anyway, but they're just like, whatever. We're just gonna combine the chili. It's one big chili dish, and I'm like, wasn't there like a recipe there? But yeah. oh well. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he's like joking to Alaric about this, uh, and he's like, by the way, these get-togethers are just ruses for the council to gather in back rooms and plot against vampires. And we know it's, this. It's like Damon's just, he's trying to be just the way that things were with Alaric. Like, he's joking around with him, he's bonding with him, and then Alaric just takes a hard left in the conversation and is like, you need to take a beat with Elaine. <laughs> I am dead. I am dead now. Listen to me. And Damon's like, I'm dad. What? No, you're not dad. Wait, are we both dads? I love you. Okay, no, anyway. Um, I don't think Damon wants to be dead. No, definitely <laughs> not. Definitely not. But he is very... Daddy Damon has a great ring to it. Anyway, um, so they they do a very interesting thing here with the, um, with the camera work where Alaric looks slightly taller than Damon. And it might just be that they're standing on a slope. But it's really interesting how they angle him up and they angle down on Damon, which is like a really great, great, it's a really great way of showing that Damon is losing power in the situation and that Alaric Ooh. is asserting himself. It's really cool. Uh, it, it's very, very subtle, but I think it really works. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's in the right in this situation and he's, you've got to listen to him. Daddy. Daddy Alaric. Daddy Alaric, <laughs> I guess. Daddy Al. Daddy Al. Um, so Damon later realizes that Bill is impervious to compulsion. Oh, yes. And he's talking to Elena and Rick about this outside the Lockwood uh, house. yes. This scene. And he's like, he threatened to out me. Don't even get me started on the irony of that. Which is great. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, they're like, what does I Bill did, want? I did want to cycle around yeah. to Bill. Yes, we I'm will. So Okay. We will. We'll, we'll get back around to Bill. Okay, we will. He's part of the plot. C plot. C is for mm. Caroline and Council. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I just love my alliteration. Um, so uh, they're like, what does Bill want? And they're like, he wants to control the Council. He says it's been compromised. And Lark goes, it has. Like, Fair. Oh. And then he's like, he wants to put Vervain in the water supply. And Elena's like, that's actually a pretty good idea. <laughs> So they're both like, oh, we might vote for Bill to be on the council. And uh, Damon is like, oh, what if we just kill him? And they're like, no. Bad just Damon. Kill him. Bad Damon. It's so much easier to just kill people. Yeah. Oh, I'm so annoyed. Fine. I'm just going to kill Alaric and storm off. Yeah. He oh, my guys. But this, Dude. Is, this is growth for Damon, though, because instead of the moment where he, like, snapped Jeremy's neck and didn't know that he had the ring on, which was what which happened. Which is highly disturbing. He, yes. But that <laughs> happened a season ago. Keep up, Kathleen. He he notices the ring first, and then looks at Alaric and goes, your temporary funeral, and snaps his neck. He likes Alaric, and this is a nice way of venting his anger. Yes. Look, no lasting consequences. <laughs> As the summary said. And then he can flounce off without having to so finish solving the problems and leave Elena to clean up the dead body before anyone notices it. That's so true. <sighs> I do love the way that you just said flounce. I like to think of Damon <laughs> flouncing. That makes me happy. He just bounds away. <laughs> He's like, bye. Bounce, bounce, bounce. And Elena's like, <gasps> yeah. He, so 
I also love how they got to the point where it's not, oh no, someone's dead. It's just Hug. like, oh Alar's god, dead again. Let me call Caroline. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's body on the front lawn. So Damon <laughs> flounces into the Lockwood study, and he uh, pulls an Uma Thurman and is going to kill Bill. Uh, although he does say to him in between bites, he, he says, I'm not going to kill you, Bill. I'm just going to derive pleasure from perfect little moments like this. So I was thinking about this, and I was like, what is Damon's goal? And I think it's just to reestablish dominance. Like, he truly feels ousted like he feels ousted by alaric in the gilbert household he feels ousted by bill with the fucking you know council he's just trying to like get some control back and feel yeah just like just assert his dominance i really think that's what because i was like what's your end game then if you're not trying to kill bill i mean they all think he is and they're right to assume that because of his past but he says to him i'm not gonna kill you bill interesting interesting. that you said Something about what you said there made me go, oh, he's, it's, I don't know if he necessarily needs to be dominant, but he needs to fit in and have a place. And he's in danger of losing that if he doesn't have that position on the council, that position as, you know, Elena's support. Right. Like, like he's, like, I feel like the plot they're trying to, like, build for Damon is that he is... He's kind of place. ungrounded right yeah. now. He's lost his brother and yeah, his whole thing with Catherine, which lasted like like hundreds of years, has just been crumbled. Yeah, you're right. He's really looking for like an identity, and this is his home. He's made it his home. See, they I mean, tried he's to... fixing up the Salvatore house. He's fixing clocks and this embroidering is where... pillows and shit, making chili. I mean, he is <laughs> at home. He is Daddy Damon. Okay, I'll well, stop. Well, he's, well, he's trying to be. He is trying But to why be. is he trying to be? Because he doesn't know what else to do? I mean, I, I think he's trying to be, but I don't know what else he... I don't, I don't know if he knows what else to yeah. do yeah. right now. That's fair. There is no brother. Should I go after him? Should I stay here and protect things? Right. Also, I have friends now. What do I do with the friends? How right. do I keep the friends? Do right. I want to keep the friends? Should I stay here? <laughs> <laughs> Damon's Damon's diary. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's interesting too is that like I was wondering where Bill is coming from in this scene because he he says something like he says I'd never expose my daughter to those morons on the council. And I'm like, "But what the fuck? You tried to torture her last episode into not being a vampire? So what do you want her to desiccate? What what do you fucking want?" And well, anyway, yeah. Caroline enters, sees that her dad is injured, and offers him her blood to heal him. And he's like, nah, I'm good. And she's like, grow up. And yeah, she makes yeah. Him, it's like, thank great. you, Caroline. It's just, this is where I appreciate blunt Caroline. Yes. It's, it's, it's yes. no nonsense. It's nice to see. Just just solve the problem quickly, please. Thank you. Let's not dwell on this. Right. Right. Which... Oh, I don't want to take the blood. And, oh, but now I'm dying. And oh, the conflict and the internal. And how dare you I don't you like vampires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We saw that in like two yeah. seconds. I'm like, thank you. It's very funny to see Damon uh, say, I'm stronger than you, little girl. And she goes, yeah, well, I'm angrier. And she just yeah. gets her dad He's out like, I'm going to intimidate and dominate. And she's like, fuck you. <laughs> And then Which course, actually, oh, point, yeah, point yeah, him point, trying point. to intimidate and dominate yes. and be take control of the situation and be the caretaker, uh-huh, be uh-huh, the person uh-huh. in power here. And she's yes. just like, we don't need you. Yeah. And yeah. also, don't underestimate me because I can take care of myself and I don't need you. And That's he's like, but true. I like taking care of people, sort of. I like, to, I like being needed more he than does. I like being taken care of. He does. He cares about his relationships more and more. That, that's yeah. the arc that we're seeing with Damon, I think. And then, of course, the person he cares about the most is Elena, who comes in and roasts him for what's been going on. And she says, Yay. you can't do this around me. Not in my town. Not anymore. And he says, I am not Stefan. Stop trying to turn me into him. Mic drop. Yeah. So we go to where Alaric uh, is passed out on the couch, taking a little nap, uh, forced nap. And when he, I love that Damon wakes him up by rattling like ice in a glass in his ear. No, he just prepares a drink and then just waits and then rattles. Because he feels bad. Like some part of him is like, I want to make up, but he's trying to downplay it. And Rick doesn't let him. Like, I love the way that Rick repeats, you killed me. Yeah, um, it's it's really good. And it, it's but morbid, it, if, uh, <laughs> like from like factually, it's kind of morbid. Yeah, I was really entertained. He's yes. like, you killed me. You yeah. killed me. Squeal. <laughs> but, but, but in 
dignity. Yeah. <laughs> and Damon points out, he's like, wow, it's taking longer for you to wake up. You might want to get that ring checked. Hope it's not going bad. Yeah. And that is a very good observation. So moving on. So to culminate this convo about the feelings that Elena potentially has for Damon, we see Caroline ask her, like straight up ask her, like, what is the deal with you and Damon? Yeah. And she's like, I think you're attracted to him. She's like, I think, you know, you're attracted to him and all is big brother glory. (laughs) And Elena says, I can't admit it because if I even thought it for a second, what does that say about me? Yeah. And Caroline, to her credit, in this moment, is compassionate and says, it means you're human, Elena. Yeah. I guess I see that as Caroline wanting to bluntly confront the situation and solve the problem. Yeah. As, like, like now. Yes. And, and then uh, realizing that it needs a little more heart than she's been giving it. Yeah. And then she does. Yeah. She, she I, does I think she space. needed, I think Caroline needed to establish that Elena, like, I think Caroline didn't know if Elena knows. Yeah. So she needs to make sure Elena knows because she's Caroline. She's yeah. like, did you know? Did you know? Did you know? Yeah. Are you sure? You're not in denial, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, are you sure? You're not in denial. You know what's going on, right? And yeah. Then, <laughs> and then it's like, Elena's like, yes. Yes. Thank you. Like, but I'm, but I'm a little bit pissed that you made me say it or not say it in this case. I'm right. trying to establish boundaries. And yes. Caroline goes, "Oh, you did know. Oops. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But also, I, I, I can't imagine Caroline truly supporting it, like ever. Yeah. No. I really want them to bring back, you know, season one plot forgiveness things. Yes. Like me they, too. But I kind of doubt it. I doubt that they will. I mean, she's dating Tyler, who assaulted Vicky. You know, but she well, doesn't know that. I meant, I meant, but Caroline versus Damon and th- oh, yeah. that dynamic. Oh, for uh, sure. But you know, I think, I think moving on, they're gonna focus a lot more on Caroline yeah. and Tyler, and they'll go off and do their own arc yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah, and for Damon, sure. And Damon and Caroline will kind of not be the duo for a long time. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right. I think that. I mean, I would really love for them to come back to it, but this doesn't seem like a show that deals with the trauma and the fallout. It deals with like yeah. the top three worst issues at a time because it's 43 minutes and that's what they got um (laughs) but also it would be really nice to see them value that especially because like it is so and i i hate anyone that talks about cancel culture so i won't like really mention it but just like i do think that there should be room for like reconciliation and some kind of like like almost like restorative justice type things you know, especially yeah. when it comes to these kinds of hard things where it's like this person is a part of your friend group and like, yeah, and it, ho- hopefully they're capable of like growth, but then like they still need to take accountability and and become a safe person to be around. So I do see what everyone is saying about Damon and especially Caroline. And thank you for bringing that up because it is very prescient. Yeah. Um, and this is where. I know you don't want to spend too long on cancel culture, but you did say something that made me think, yeah, yeah. there's the whole thing about... We just throw people away. Yeah. Like, yeah. I got really mad in, in, I think, the episode, actually, that Steph, that Damon killed Jeremy. Like, you yeah. mentioned. He just yeah. got pissed off and snapped his totally. neck. And, and this is like, a mirror oh. episode to that, for sure. Yeah. And I threw a little hissy fit going, why does anyone like this character? Mm. That was totally not okay. Yeah. How can we possibly forgive this? Right. And then I kept watching the show. Yeah. <laughs> and, I know. I and even, at the time, I remember being like, hey, if you don't like this show anymore, like it's totally okay yeah. to watch it. And, and that reaction on my part, I was also surprised by how strong it was in that moment because yeah. I said, I binged watch 12 seasons of Supernatural. Right. They do a lot of unforgivable killing in that one, too. And then <laughs> and then say. it's like, oh, my brother did this. And I don't know how I can forgive him. And then right. I'm going to track him down. And then he saved his life. And then they forgive him. <laughs> and then they're a duo again. And then right. it happens all over again. But it's right. the other brother. Like, it just happens in a giant cycle. And it's yes. like drama. And I l- appreciate the idea of the concept of family and forgiveness and all yeah. the things where like like reconciliation th- reconciliation yeah. and i do think it's important to be able to draw boundaries and say this is unforgivable yes and that you have to grow or don't be in my life but yeah. i would like you in my life but the pro- yeah. problem as you said you mentioned cancel culture it's just the idea that the bigger the picture i mean not the bigger the picture the more people be the more people and the wider out you get the less detailed the situation becomes and it becomes mm. very hard yeah to individually accept the nuances or, 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 or yeah. whatever, yeah. I guess just it's, yeah, it's like is, you can paint this with person, a wide brush yeah. and maybe that's not always appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. And so I can understand wanting to forgive someone 
who hurt someone else right. and then being oh wait but i don't know if i'm allowed to forgive my friend right because, because they hurt be someone else someone but else. i want to support yes. my friend and then right. it's, it's a whole it's very hard to yes to which even... i can imagine that's what elena is feeling where yeah. she, she knows all the shit that damon's done yeah but she's also seen all of the times that he's protected them or been you know sacrificial in some way of himself like self-sacrificing for other people especially her and so then it's hard to be like ooh, how do i hold both people see and we'd like to and i feel like in this day and age if you tried to write this show the problem is this is a toxic relationship the healthy thing is to leave concept yeah. like like yeah. that has happened so much totally but but even but in the show it's dramatic it keeps going and like right. and i think there's some value too there can be value found in keeping in going. keeping going because people that. do grow and change as they go, and this is why That's I assume beautiful. we're working towards Stefan being a better person. We'll get not Stefan, Damon, Damon being a better person. <laughs> I get them mixed up, but and, they share DNA, of course. Yeah, <laughs> but it, sometimes it just takes time. Yeah, and and then it's not gonna be pretty, and yeah. someone's gonna get hurt. Yeah, and you just kind of have to stick around long yeah. enough to let it happen. Which cancel culture doesn't really let you do. Right, because it just presses the eject button. Except every once in a while, it's important. Yeah. Because it is important to make a stand there. boundaries are important, yes. So it's very confusing. 100%. It's very confusing. It is. It's beautiful. Wow, that was really insightful. Thank you for... Yes. Yes. Hooray. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. So um, we end this Alaric uh, episode with you mentioned this moment earlier where like he lands very firmly on like the space that he's trying to take up it's almost like as you're saying like damon is losing his place alaric is starting to take his seat at the table and he wants one in the council i almost feel like it's more like the seats were open and alaric fills them better than damon does Ooh, shit like damon's been trying really hard to fit in and alaric just naturally fits in. he really does because he's human and he is a vampire hunter and this and, town really and does he's got need empathy. that. And he's got empathy. I mean, admittedly, Damon turned that back on, but still. Yes. It was a whole thing yes. for a while there. And it's interesting how, I, I think he does make a really good point with Liz and Karen, where he says, um, the council is supposed to protect the people. Some of these people are friends and family that are supernatural, but they don't live by our laws. They're going to protect themselves, and we need to do the same. Yep. Your son is a is a werewolf. Your daughter is a vampire. Who's looking out for the actual people? And I, I, I'm getting chills. Like, I don't totally agree with Alaric on a lot of stuff. Yeah. But I, I was like, wow, I'd, I'd vote for him. I'd vote for him for mayor. Admittedly, my reaction to that was, ah, so this is what they're doing with his character this season. Yes. This is where we're going. This is where we've That's, been going for the oh, past Kathleen, four episodes. Have no idea. I'm like, okay, we finally got to the quote unquote starting point for Alaric for this season. He's yes. going to join the council. Yes. And I think a lot of this is about Isabel. It's about him owning up his own shit from, like, his marriage and all the powerlessness that he felt he couldn't have in that dynamic. I think he's taking it now. Like, he's taking Mm. this place in this household. Like, he he lost all the things similar to what Damon lost. Like, he lost his family. He lost Isabel. Yeah. He lost his identity. Like, and now he is at the pinnacle of reclaiming it. All right. Moving on to the B-plot. I have no fun moniker for this. It's ju- I just put the search for the necklace. Ah, uh, yes. The search for the necklace. <laughs> Klaus and Rebecca's playdate with Stefan. Yes, their playdate with Stefan. Ugh. I love the bickering in this. I think it is so good. When Rebecca's in the changing room, she's like, there has to be more to this dress. And together, they're just like, there's not. <laughs> like, yeah. we assure you. Yeah. Can you, you imagine it's... waking up 100 years from now and people are wearing like a thousand percent less clothing than they normally do now? Like, fuck. You'd so, have to get used to that. I mean, I'd have more of a problem if I woke up in 100 years and they were wearing like more clothing. old fashioned clothing that covered everything. I'd be like, guys, <laughs> yeah. we went backwards. Come yes, on. Yes, we went backwards. <laughs> you know what's funny? Uh, even though she calls the music a cable car accident or something, um, She's handling culture shock really well, and it makes yeah. me think of all the times that she must have been daggered by Klaus and then woken up hundreds of years in the future Ooh. and had to do this again and again and again. I did not think about of that. Of, like, when are we? Wait. Wait, has she been staked a lot and stuff? I mean, she like, must have. I think that this isn't the... This can't be the first time that he's daggered her for 90 years. You know what I mean? I mean, I thought he kind of... I guess I was under the impression he, over time, was like, I'm I'm done with this family member. Stab. 
I'm done with this one too. Stab. And they all go, oh, oh, he might stab us if we do things. And then he, like, over time. So it was, like, kind of like her turn know. next. She lasted the longest. I, I kind of think that the way that she's adjusting tells me that it speaks to me of her having done this before. Of, I mean, of him the, being that kind of fickle brother yes. who wants who wants a sister and then is like, not if you disagree with me. Stab. <laughs> See, that might also be the, if, if it's not that she was out for a chunk of years and comes back every time he decides he wants her around again. Yeah. Then it's the, I wake up the next day, oh, I don't have a, another brother anymore. Yeah. Oh, I don't have that other family member anymore. And you have to abruptly right. get used to that idea and pretend like everything's fine. Right. So that could also be a, a <laughs> this is how I cope with things. Things change all the time. So I go with the flow. True that. Klaus also oh. gives Rebecca a little lesson in feminism, and he says, you wore trousers back in the day, so women could wear nothing today. <laughs> I love that. Yay. I genuinely think that, like... But also accurate. It's it's very pretty, like, that dress. I really like it, actually. Her dress. Black and sequiny? Yeah. Not sequiny. Checkered. Okay. A- anything well, would look good on Claire Holt. Um, say, say. There's that. So uh, Stefan pretends to like the dress, and he, she foreshadowingly says, I can always tell when you're lying, Stefan. Men want to remember that, Stefan. Okay. I mean, so- <laughs> yeah. While Klaus is just, like, pounding champagne, Stefan g- steps out to get some fresh air. And who does he run into? Catherine! Yeah! Again! Our favorite she bitch! Shows up. <laughs> I like Catherine now, actually. I love her. She's fantastic. Now that she doesn't have to be the villain, she's great. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so Stefan is like, if Klaus sees you, you're dead. And she goes, happy to know you still care. Which is a mirrored moment when, like, she essentially is like, I want to know more about your plan. And she's like, be careful about that sister. She'll ruin you. And Stefan goes, happy to know you still care. And walks away. So Rebecca agrees for Gloria to use her to find the necklace because they're they looking for it. And I just love that Stefan immediately is like, oh, so she's a, she's looking for the necklace, huh? Because his whole plan was to just keep them from finding it. Uh, it's yeah. just like, all right. So Catherine made a really good point, which is you're not good at diabolical plans. You need me, a Slytherin, on your team. Because uh, Catherine's a Slytherin. For oh, sure. yes. Uh, <laughs> so Gloria finds it. She doesn't say much other than she says she sees a girl with her friends. And Rebecca goes, yes, a dead girl with dead friends if they don't give me my necklace back. Ah, yes. (laughs) I I did want to briefly mention that, unfortunately, as soon as Gloria was introduced, I went, she's gonna die soon. Yeah, because she's black and a witch. Yeah, Yeah. and also... And that's what the show does. Introduce in the middle of Klaus wants something oh, yeah. and probably will not want to give it to him. And I went, that's going to end badly. And also badly. seems like, it seems like a side little footnote, right? which is a shame because she was a great a character. She's and there's a been a character. lot of great characters that kind of are She's footnotes. Great. I love like, that her, her boundaries are really good. Like Gloria says something like, I need time and space. And Klaus just looks at her and goes, we can wait. And she goes, oh, I'm sure you can, but that's not what I asked. And I love that. I'm like, I'm going to yeah. use that. See, I like she her. Can't. You could have yeah. kept her around a lot longer. Uh-huh. But no. But Catherine no. shows up and stabs her because she's torturing Stefan. Stefan because yeah, she wants is... the necklace for herself because yeah. of, cause apparently it's a plot It point. is yeah, it's no. a plot point. Okay. It is really freaky mm. um, what she does. I, I remember thinking she, like, knocks Stefan out and then the next scene with her... The entire restaurant's been rearranged. It's there are like a, a million candles. Sacrifice. There's a million candles everywhere. He's like raised on a table that where'd the table come from? Yeah. And like she's done like magic. all this prep and like, you know, like I'm like, how one, how long did that take? Okay, fine, you had magic, but still, how long did that take to set up? Yeah. She's and the Mary went, Poppins of witches. She's just like for a spoonful of yeah, sugar yeah. makes the ritual sacrifice prepared. Prepared. I, I suppose. <laughs> I was mostly thinking, ha ha ha! Look at all the scene prep. True. Technical. I love the moment when she props. puts the herbs on her hands, and she's and she like puts them on his chest, and it steams because it's Vervain. It's not because he's yeah. so hot and steamy with his shirt off. Oops. Um. So Gloria does find out about Elena. I love the way that she. So she's reading Stefan's essence. I think she says, and she goes, "Oh, there's the girl with the necklace." And then she goes. You love her. Oh, <laughs> revelation. I just love when okay. she's like, ooh, spicy. And uh, as soon as she realizes that Klaus can't make hybrids because Stefan's in love with a doppelganger who's supposed to be dead, she has this evil chuckle. 
that then immediately is interrupted by Catherine nonchalantly being like, well, this is creepy. And she just stabs her in the neck. (laughs) And Catherine has figured out Stefan's threesome plan dynamic. Like she was like, so the sister loves you like it was yesterday. She's the easier mark, but you know that they'll know that you're not really in love with her. So you antagonize her and you make her want you more. Like that's your plan. And he goes, oh, you mean I'm taking a page out of your playbook, Catherine? (laughs) except that she was probably like yes my young pupil yes you're doing it wrong you're doing it wrong (laughs) you need to do it better because you're going to get caught yes and that is her point and she goes stefan if you're planning to make a move against klaus i want in and he goes good it's good to want things Catherine. (laughs) and you know how much i love that line when we were watching it i said it at the exact same time i just like burst into giggles i fucking love i love (sighs) stefan being dry and sassy um, Sassy Stefan is for sure my favorite. So there's this interesting scene between Stefan and Rebecca in the like coffin warehouse area where she's trying she's trying to maybe like flirt with him or maybe she knows something is off. And so she lets him press her on who this person is that they were running from back in the day. Because he's like, why why would Klaus have been afraid of someone? And she's like, well, everyone is afraid of something, Stefan. And she grabs him by the face and kisses him. And she goes, do you think you'll ever be able to love anyone like you love that girl? And he goes, one day, maybe. And she's like, I can always tell when you're lying, Stefan. Your kiss already gave you away. And then Nick enters and he's like, I can't find my witch. Blah, 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 blah. And Rebecca's like, he's not with us, Miklaus. I can feel it. He's asking about Michael. Wonder who Michael is. Moving on, we yeah. go to uh, outside the Mystic Grill. Um, man, Nina Dobrev is a great actress because in this scene, she's not only playing Catherine, she's playing Catherine acting like Elena, and it's awesome. There's a moment where I walked in on you watching something and that I'd seen before because you were rewatching or something yes. in preparation for yes. stuff, and I was looking at the scene, going, "Wait, what scene is that? I must have seen this before." Why is Elena walking like that? She's like swaggering and she's got this like 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 attitude to her. Wh- yeah, what was happening? Like, what? I was like, what's wrong with Elena? And then I realized it was Catherine. And yes. I went, oh, good acting, good yes, acting. And that is exactly the moment that Damon has where like, because yeah. Catherine figures, well, I'm in this outfit and I've already fooled Bonnie today. Why don't I pay Damon a visit? Yeah. And so she stands there looking all serious and he's like, I only accept written apologies. And then she starts to giggle and he's and he starts banging his head against the door. Yes. He's like, Catherine, great. He's like, God damn it. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> it uh, is lots of fun to it fool is people. So fun. I was just weirded out when it fooled me too. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, right. okay. <laughs> anyway, so Damon, as always, is Catherine's second choice. And she pitches the idea of getting the hell out of Dodge to him and going on a road trip. And he's like, you have impeccable timing. Mystic Falls and I are on a bit of a, I've been told I need to, you know, take a beat uh, by Daddy Alaric. And so she holds up the necklace and she's like, it's good. <laughs> but she doesn't tell him what it is. Yeah. So cut to the back of a moving van. Um, Stefan wakes up and and Klaus is there and he, he's immediately like, let me explain myself. And Klaus is like, oh, no, no, no. I'm not mad. I'm just curious. Rebecca seems to think that you're holding on to something from your old life. And I thought I would uh, check it out for myself because the thing is, she has flawless instincts, borderline supernatural, which I love. I love that that's a part of Rebecca as a character. And he opens up the the moving van and he says, Welcome back to Mystic Falls, Stefan! Pay no attention, all you people, to the wide open moving truck in the middle of your downtown area where everyone hangs out because it's right across from the bar. And look at all the coffins inside of it! <laughs> I went, what? What? You're going to drag him back? You're going to use a moving van in the middle of town? I went, guys. Klaus uses compulsion. Anyway. (laughs) So this brings us to our C-plot, which stands for Caroline and the council. Slash Bill. Whatever. Um, So (laughs) this starts off with Damon and Liz. um, (laughs) 
talking about Bill, you know, having been there, she's detained him. He's he's tied up in a chair. He's gotten the ravine out of his system. And Damon is like, can't we just kill him? And she's like, no, Damon, you know I don't approve of that lifestyle. And he's like, oh, is that what you said to Bill when you divorced him? So I have beef with Bill. Yes. Oh, who doesn't have beef with Bill? We all want to kill Bill. I also have existential beef with Bill. Yes. Yeah, especially the fact that, like, Bill seems to stand for... Like, he's, like, the only supposedly gay character on the show. That... We don't see This him... is my existential beef with with, yes. with, uh, with Bill. Yes. We don't see him in a happy, healthy relationship. Instead, we see nope. him trying to convert his daughter. I feel like they tokenly threw out, oh, they're divorced because he's gay. He's gay. And then they decide to bring him in as a character. But because you don't have any... Like, you know, normal gay characters to balance it out. Right. You've just got the kill your gays trope going on again. Yeah. Where I'm like, this guy needs to die. He's evil. Right. But also, I don't want to kill my gays. But also, but also he's not thing... a good gay. And also, the whole dynamic, I think you were about to mention, of the if he's like, oh, being in the closet and hiding your true self and all the things. And there's so many parallels with, with being in the closet and, being and trying to pretend who you're not to be who you're not. Well, and, and also being... saying that you can change, it's like conversion yeah, therapy. Yeah, literally, he does conversion therapy on, on her. Caroline, yeah. And I'm like, I'm sorry, you have it's the like, gay guy do is... conversion therapy exactly. on it's the vampire. Exactly, it's not acceptable just because he's your token gay character. Can we like... please not make the gay character the one who does that? Right. Please? Right. And thank you? Right. Just make him straight. It's fine. He's already, <sighs> he's, he's, he looks straight. Just leave him straight. <laughs> he looks straight. Just leave him that way. Um, like, like, you can't, ha like, it makes... I, I am irritated yes. that they decided to base that whole plot yes. and like, oh, I'm going to torture and conversion therapy. Oh, and she needs to like, everyone needs to like keep up the certain image or whatever. But I'm the gay guy who came out of the closet. Right. Like, like that's yeah. fundamentally did not do that. Yeah. And now you stand for everything against what you like. Like what? What? Yes. What guys? A hundred percent. Just pick a different character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree with your murmur, 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 murmur. Everything you said. Uh, I do think that this scene, Damon shows restraint here with Bill. Um, yeah. Where he, like, he, you know, he, he drinks from him to make sure that he doesn't have any vervain left. And, he's, and he says, just, you know, before I compel you, I just want to know what makes you think you can change a vampire's basic nature. And Bill says, I want to know what makes you think you can change a person's basic you know sexual attraction right exactly and he says well the brain is a powerful tool um, you can just and pretend he... you're straight yeah all and the then... parallels <laughs> all the parallels 100% <laughs> and he says I was just trying to help my daughter and Damon says if there's someone who doesn't need help it's your control freak of a daughter which is fantastic yep and I yep, love yep, it yep um, Damon is a Caroline Stan. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's getting there for sure. Uh, da Damon does like an underdog, I think. Oh, yes. Damon Damon probably feels like the underdog. I think he does. Because he, he is in a yeah. lot of ways. All right, Kathleen, are you ready for the second big event of season three? What? The Lockwood Picnic Party. Oh. That's... People are uh, milling around, uh, chatting in sundresses, and the trio of Damon, Liz, and Karen are uh, lying through their teeth to the council that everything Yay! is good in the vampire hood. Um, Everything's fine. Yeah. And obviously they spot Bill, and he's like, so. Oh, but before they, Bill even comes in, I was looking at all these extras that are the council members, <laughs> and I was like, they're, they're just like chilling here, like, okay, everything's great. <laughs> And then Bill Waltz is in. Who even is on this council is ridiculous. <laughs> See? They're all making chili all uh -huh. the time. God damn it. Um, but yeah, Bill Waltz is in. They realize that the compulsion didn't work. And um, Caroline sees him and immediately runs to Tyler's bedroom and hides out there. Gee, my uh, dad who just, you know, tried, tried to do to conversion therapy torture, on me. Torture, yeah. Who never doesn't accept me for who I am, but yeah. I still love him. But he's right. terrible to live with. Yeah. Yeah. Caroline should understand all the nuance that Elena is going through with Damon because she's now going through it with her father. It's like, this is oh, a person... I haven't thought about that. Right? Because this is a person that she still loves, but he fucking has done unforgivable shit to her, and yet she's already ready to forgive him because of who she is, or who he is in her life. But I do appreciate that Tyler is like, 
do you want me to kick his ass? I'm like, I really like Tyler right now. I have never. Okay, (laughs) she can. But I, I love, I love that. Um, they have this like cute little moment where she's like, oh, you stink, and he's like, what? No, this, this is sexy. And she's like, no, it's bad. It's really bad. And And then they and have a really cute moment. They're gonna get interrupted by Elena calling from the front (laughs) yard, being like, hey, can you help me move a lark's body? Yeah, as she stands on the front lawn. It's a friend emergency only, Esri, because it might be a friend emergency. It's a friend emergency. Yeah. <laughs> and as, I love as how Alaric is just napping in yeah. the grass. And, and I just like... love how the tone is no longer <laughs> I think, urgent. Just like, oh my god, it's a dead body. It's, yeah, there's another yeah. body. Also, he's probably going to kill your dad. Yeah. So. <laughs> and Bill does thank her for rescuing him um, later on, but there's. I love you, son, but I just will never accept that you're gay. Right, exactly. That's not how that works. It really does remind me of that that ironic thing where, like, people are like, oh, I don't mind homosexuality. I just don't want it for my child because it's going to be hard for them. It's like, well, why don't we change society then instead of your child? Yeah. Cool. I mean, it's it's like the, well, if you just didn't have to be part of the change for society right the, the attitude that you just that. didn't have to be you right it could be someone else How and you can selfish. live peacefully and quietly yeah selfish but also it's you know survival yeah so that, a whole... i think they hide behind it i think there's Definitely. a big amount of homophobia behind that it's like i don't have to masking. confront this right until yeah. it's acceptable because what he says like, to I'll her just is join when everything's sweetheart, okay you're a vampire now I don't think you're ever going to be okay again. All right, bye, Bill. Fuck you, Bill. We're so moving long, on Bill. from your stupid storyline yeah. yeah. to the D plot, yeah, yeah. which stands for I see dead people. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so Jeremy is taking a nap. And don't you love it when you're taking a nap and you open your eyes and your dead ex-girlfriend is right there? <laughs> hey, Anna. <laughs> so sexy. Um <laughs> uh, But weirdly, it is very sexy. Like, when they see each other, there's this intimate vibe that i think is the best chemistry of the whole episode is between oh, the two of them i didn't see that really no my problem with with anna is that i really liked her when we first met her yeah. when she was kind of spunky and had this Nerdy. like goal and a little bit evil yeah and the more they tried to play up to the like love interest the more i felt like it wasn't it was for her anymore yeah like like she was getting huh. further away from that person and i missed that person Aww. so this version of her is solidly in the Lovey dovey, nothing Jeremy, else Jeremy. to me. Yeah. Phase. I'm like, where's your mom? I feel that. Like, aren't you like, I want to go back to my mom? Right. But you aren't can't you like find an, her mom? She's aren't... alone on the other yeah, side. Yeah, but she I says. would be like, help me move on, not help me stay with you. Right. I get that. I like, get help that. me find my mom. Help me figure out what's going on with me, not yeah. love me. But or, or not really love me, but like I know I know she's lonely, wants connection, but yes. not but but you know yeah. I I, I saw just... major. I saw maybe they were just like smizing and smoldering at each other a lot, and I mistook that for chemistry. But I really really did like the the dynamic between them. I took it for he's sad and he's glad to see her. Yeah, for which sure. Which wasn't like because sexual. It... it was the yeah. It's... Oh my god. Oh my god. Person I love. Yeah. Yeah. So, so ding dong. Caroline's at the door, beaming, holding what we will later find out is totally chilly. Chilly! And brought Bonnie back, and they hug, and there's this great shot where Bonnie and Jeremy are hugging, and then in the mirror on the wall, Yay. you see Anna appear on the stairs. Mirror shot. It's great. It's really good. And, like and Jeremy sees her and is just like, oh, shit. Yeah. And so Anna asks him, like, why haven't you told Bonnie? And he's like, I don't know, but, like, how does this even work? So he sort of dodges that. Yeah. And she says, well, like, when I'm thinking of you and you're thinking of me at the same time and it's reciprocated, that's when I'm able to come through. It's like a push Well, actually, the first bit was the, oh, my God, you can see me. How is this possible? Yeah. I'm so, like, wow. And then later she She shows up again and she's like, oh, it's because you're thinking of me. You think of me and like want me to be there. And I was like, how did you solve that? And they try to touch, which is very intimate, that moment. But also. Yeah, she's also dead. That's kind of sad. (laughs) I also noticed that when she puts her hand on Jeremy's hand, that she has a ring that is an A Scrabble piece. It's like a letter A Scrabble. Does she? Yeah, it's super cool. I actually really like it. I was like, ooh, I want that with my initial. I would love to have like a B I wonder how long she's had that. Did she have that in the other season? I didn't notice it before, before but I really like it. I'm taking fashion notes from Anna. Um, So later on, Bonnie reveals to Jeremy that there's no more Dead Witches connection. Yeah. Um, And it's kind of nice that she kept that from him because he's also keeping this from her and gets to tell her in the same episode. 
And I think that's why Jeremy is very fast to forgive her, too, because he's got a secret of his own that he's ashamed of. And so he's like, no, no, you didn't do anything wrong. Keeping things from me, that's totally fine. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, the not being able to connect with dead people doesn't necessarily affect his business. Right. So it's a her problem right, that but she's he now cares letting about him in her. on. Yeah. You know, he, he cares about her. And, and... I, so I would have been surprised if he'd be upset about that yeah. in any context. Yeah. And maybe that's kind. Of, I I kind of, I. I like Jeremy and Bonnie. Yeah, it's a little bit forced, and I wish yeah. Jeremy was gay. For but sure. like with Tyler, and also hundred percent, and also wish Bonnie was gay. Like that would have been oh, great. Been so good. Oh my god. Fuck but yes. like, but together, they're making it believable, and I want to support them because they seem like the healthiest couple we have so far. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> definitely healthier than Jeremy and Vicky were. Speaking of Vicky, Anna mentions that whenever she, fe- whenever Jeremy says that he sees Vicky, yeah. she feels a darkness and that it's trying to push her out, which is very interesting. So, like, yeah. she shows up in the scene when they're trying to figure out what the Elena necklace thing is all about, and they're reading surrounded by candles as they often do, which is a fire hazard. Kids. Fire hazard. Um, <laughs> uh, Anna, Anna shows up and she's like. The darkness. It's here. And immediately... Everything bursts into everything flames! Everything bursts into flames. And Bonnie has to use magic to put it out. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I love that Bonnie asks Jeremy how he's doing. And he pulls a page out of the Elena playbook and is like, Oh, I'm fine. I'm totally Everything's fine. fine. So I'm just going to go to the bathroom real fast. Bye! Although, <laughs> he then has a serious discussion with Anna in the bathroom. Yes, he does. And then chooses to tell Bonnie what's going on. And I went, what communication! A <laughs> oh! They're our healthiest Hallelujah. <laughs> but it is sad because as he's telling her, you know, Anna is crying in the background going, please yeah. don't shut me out, Jeremy. I'm all alone here. Yeah. And it's very harrowing. Yeah. Why I mean, do you think that he really shuts her out? Is it because he cares about his relationship with Bonnie and he wants to make that work? Yes. Yeah. I think he's drawing a boundary. This person yeah. is dead and I'm not in love with them anymore. Yeah. And I need to prioritize my living relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that has she to was take precedence. Yeah. And if Anna won't leave me alone, yeah. I'm going to draw that boundary so she can't interrupt this. Fuck yeah. So I was like, healthy. Yes. But also traumatic for Anna. Please come back yes. and apologize and to Anna. And traumatic for Jeremy, I'm sure, to, to oh, yeah. get that oh, yeah. resolution he never thought he'd get and then have to break up with a dead person. That's tough. Yeah. I hate when I have to do that. All right. So I that's... mean, I mean, gotta, but, he need, but he's telling Bonnie because now they have to go solve it. Right. Like, Jeremy wants to solve it. Yeah. Jeremy wants to help. Yeah. But he can't have her invading his Thoughts. still alive yeah. life. Right. Like. What a yeah! What yeah. a beautiful metaphor for grief. And if we live too much in the past, oof. Yep, not touching that. Ooh, okay, so yeah, that was actually the... oof. No, that gets, that's a traumatic metaphor because if the dead person is upset about you leaving, let's not. I, I don't yep. think most dead people yep. would. The healthy dead people would let you move on. Yeah, I I love those healthy dead people. They're my yeah. favorite dead people. Okay. <laughs> so that's the episode, Kathleen. Who are Yay. you taking and who are you staking from this episode? Um, I said take Caroline. Ooh, for what reason and where? I think she's a badass and could do much better than some of these people and needs to be able to live her fabulous Caroline life. And I had written down, <laughs> take Caroline and go on a Twilight-esque tree obstacle course with your J- Jacob knockoff. Have fun. Oh, very fun. Jacob knockoff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you just call Tyler a Jacob Yes, knockoff? yes, I did. She can go oh, run around with her werewolf. That's amazing. I love it. You know that the Vampire Diaries came first, right? Before yes, Twilight? I do. Okay. You, All right. You told just me making sure. Just making sure. Just making sure. <laughs> All right. And who are you staking? Uh, Bill. Yeah. For what reason? All the reasons. All the Great. reasons. All so- the reasons. This character didn't need to be this character. Just, just. No. You yeah. could have. You could have done any other character. Yeah. And you didn't have to torch Caroline. People, come on. Yeah. For like, sure. like you could have just left the like. It could have, if you really needed it to be related somehow, you could have introduced an uncle. But right. no, go for the gay dad. Come right. on, people. Yeah. But then have him do all the things that don't go against it. I'm like, fuck this dude. <sighs> yeah. Fuck piss, this dude. Like, just piss off. And like, then, and then, like, pull we it. got rid of John Gilbert and now we have another white male asshole in the yeah. show. Yeah. No, no, no. And then Paula Damon. Damon's like, oh, can't we just kill him? Yeah. And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. please. Can't we just can't kill we this just guy? Kill him? We don't need him. We, yeah. He, he, like, killed off Gloria that fast. Just kill this guy right. off that fast. Like, exactly. no one cares. Like, he should Thank be you. a tiny blip. Shoot, go away. Blip. Go away. There are better characters than you. So, Bridget, 
Who are you taking and who are you taking? Well, I'm so glad you asked. I am taking Jeremy because he was Jeremy. a shining beacon of honesty and good relationships and he does the right thing. Yeah. I don't know where I'm taking him. I guess I'm taking him out to get some fucking ice cream or no, I'm taking him out to get an adult like steak and potatoes because he's he's mature now and he's a growing boy and he needs his sustenance. <laughs> Does he like steak and potatoes? Okay, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> so uh, I am staking but with no with no delicious steaks uh everyone who was trying to shit on elena about her and damon in this episode i'm just kind of shitting on yeah. that whole vibe it's it's namely caroline and alaric also a little bit bonnie uh not good always check in with your friend before you're shitty about a person you think they might like okay bridget what is the word of the day i am so glad that you asked the word of the day is olfactory Olfactory is an adjective that describes things that have to do with a sense of smell. So now you and I are going to write a sentence about the episode using the word olfactory. Kathleen, what is your sentence? Uh, aren't vampires able to heighten their senses? If they heightened their olfactory senses, they could probably sniff out lies instead of having to kiss test people. <laughs> kiss test, that's great. Uh, I said, Stefan... If Stefan used his olfactory senses, he would have been able to tell that Gloria was using diviners, sage, witch hazel, and vervain in her ritual herb mix. Oh, yeah. Sizzle. Ah, ah vervain. Sizzle. The reveal. The sizzler. You didn't notice our Featuring focus. Stefan. That's all for Disturbing Behavior. I have been your host, Bridget, and Kathleen has been our guest today. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, and tune in next time to find out which founding family has the best chili recipe. Tune in next time to see how many times Alaric dies again. <laughs> Dear Diary, well, this is creepy. Dear Diary, I was on a bit of a tear. Everyone was trying to tell me how to behave. Dear Diary, do you think everyone on this council is clueless or just stupid? Dear Diary, they don't know where the necklace is. I just have to keep them from figuring it out. I have it all under control. Dear Diary, I'll go grab the vacuum. Dear Diary, welcome back to Mystic Falls, Stefan. Dun, 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 dun. Ah!